social ladies. All the 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 social ladies. Now put your phones up. I have something really exciting to tell you. Okay. We have over 10,000 unique plays of our podcast so far this season. That's a lot. I know. It's why it's so exciting. These people aren't sick of us yet? These people. I'm sick of us. (laughs) (laughs) I have something even more exciting to tell you. How can you top that? (laughs) This Sunday is National Ice Cream Day. Okay, you topped it. I think it's super fitting based on today's guest. Yes, that is perfect. So... Today on the show, we talked to Melissa Tabs, who is the CEO and founder of Tipsy Scoop. Boozy ice cream, you guys. How cool is that? Two of our favorite things. Honestly. Alcohol and ice cream. And I actually just saw that Tipsy Scoop partnered with Kenny Chesney. Yeah, I knew you would love this. To create a rum-infused vegan pina colada ice cream. Mm-hmm. That's their most recent product launch. It yeah. came out at the beginning of this month. I want him to write a song. <laughs> Instead of like sit right here and have another beer in Mexico. It's like, sit right here and have another pint of ice cream on my patio because I can't get to Mexico right now. Oh my goodness. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I love it. I love it. We talked so much to Melissa about how social media really got their name on the map and obviously- just discovering the brand that exists. Right. Well, so, okay, let's talk about dessert on social media Mm -hmm. like people love looking at puppies babies and desserts (laughs) yeah we're expanding puppies and babies to include desserts as well like milkshakes cakes oh my god wait that totally reminds me have you been seeing that stupid cake meme all over twitter so there's this whole thing about these really gorgeous looking cakes that are in the shape of inanimate objects like the first one is of a crock and it's being sliced Wait, into. When you People, say croc, you mean like the, the shoes? Shoe. Okay. <laughs> okay, I saw one on TikTok this morning and yeah. it was fruit. Yes. And it, <laughs> yes. So okay. the entire internet is going crazy over this meme because these cakes just look so damn realistic. It's absurd what these cake decorators are doing to make these objects look so real. Literally, just the entire internet is convinced anything can be cake right now. And that's the whole meme. And I'm calling it now, in a couple of days, this is going to have brands all over it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure they will. They're still working on those approvals. (laughs) Everything still is stuck in the ideation phase, I guess. So Michelle and I actually ate out for the first time um, since quarantine. And the best thing was these new QR code menus. We're bringing QR codes back. So I love that you don't need an app for it. You can just use your camera. Mm -hmm. I love that it cuts down on waste. Mm -hmm. I don't love... So when I sit down for a meal, I don't want my phone around. Yeah. You know, I I love to... I want to talk. I get it. And I feel like even though I'm looking at the menu, like I started my meal like holding the phone and it was like... You got some sort of anxiety about it all. Yeah. I appreciate that. I do love that about you. But... I think we're moving in the right direction. I kind of love this idea of being able to, one, update menus faster with specials. And I like that we're kind of getting back on a more useful QR code train. That is the thing is they stopped being (laughs) beneficial. Who would have thought that the pandemic would have brought us QR codes again? I didn't. I did not. I could go on and on about this. I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but I'm super <laughs> passionate about it. But I'm not going to bore you any longer. I think we should go straight into Melissa's episode. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Let's All right. do it. Hi, Melissa. Hey. Hey, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you on the show. Thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. Yes, we are going to kick it off right away with our social media speed round. Are you ready? I'm a little nervous, but I think I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what is your favorite social network? It's definitely Instagram. What about your go-to emoji? My go-to emoji is hearts, red heart. Okay, how about Twitter or TikTok? Uh, Twitter, no idea how to use TikTok. What about stories or feed? Um... I would say feed. I think that ages me, but... No, I'm a feed girl too. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, what Instagram ad can you not get rid of? I feel like lately I've been getting ads for this one bathing suit, which I'm definitely going to get now. <laughs> I forget what the company <laughs> is, but I would say mostly bathing suit and sweatpant ads. Next up is what is your favorite meme? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Um, Maybe a Real Housewives meme. They're, they're all good. <laughs> Jen is a big Housewives fan. Specifically Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, really? I'm- yeah. They're all so good. I just, Jersey was the first one that I watched. Yeah. My husband it says it's the worst show that I watch, um, but I definitely disagree. <laughs> okay, last one. So it's 2005 and you have a MySpace account. I don't know if you actually did. Oh my gosh. But what song would be playing on your profile? Probably like everybody, Backstreet Boys. Um, That's been a popular answer. Yeah, I definitely had a MySpace account. Um, I don't know where they go, but I don't think I have it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the abyss somewhere. So unfortunately, if you didn't delete it, it's probably out there somewhere. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So now we want to jump into the like meat of this. (laughs) Or should I say ice cream of this is that a bad joke the dairy the dairy of this it's a very good joke i i like it thank you for humoring (laughs) me okay so i'd love to hear a little bit more about how you brought tipsy's group to life like tell us about your career journey and how you got to where you are right now Yeah, totally. So I started tipsy scoop. I think it was around 2014 um, but I would say was sort of playing around with the idea of boozy ice cream as early as uh, 2012. Um, so ice cream making runs in my family actually from back in the Ooh. 1800s. Um, my family wow. brought over from Italy to Scotland um, ice cream or gelato at the time, which was a very novel concept in the 1800s. So they brought over a bunch of different gelato carts to Scotland and my great-grandfather was actually the president of the Ice Cream Alliance in Great Britain, um, which I never even knew was a thing. Um, So yeah, yeah, so, you know, we skipped over a few generations um, of ice cream making, but um, I was always really interested in that sort of family tradition and in perfecting my homemade ice cream recipe, which I don't know if you've tried to make ice cream in a, you know, tabletop Cuisinart ice cream maker, but it's It's really hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And you're like, why can't I get this right? Um, And, you know, part of the reason is the machinery is just like tough to use. And we've experimented with a lot of different like at home, smaller ice cream makers to see what, you know, sort of works best. But the other thing is, it's just really hard to come up with that ice cream mix base that gets that creamy ice cream consistency. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the beginning, I'm making homemade ice cream, and it's sort of coming out icy on the side, sort of separating in a weird way. Initially, I started adding just like a tablespoon of alcohol because I saw that some recipes called for that 
to sort of soften the ice cream on the sides. Oh, um, interesting fact. Yeah. At the same point in time, I was working, um, and, which I did for several years doing marketing for wine and spirit. So I was very into, you know, different flavors and expressions of whether it be of tequila or whiskey or bourbon. So, you know, once I tasted that little bit of alcohol come through in the ice cream, I wanted more. <laughs> um, so, you know, the job in, in marketing for wine and spirits was great because I brought home a lot of samples and I started just experimenting with, you know, coming up with an ice cream mix base that had more than a tablespoon of alcohol that could hold the alcohol content. Because unlike a rum cake, we're talking about an ice cream that is you know, turning into the ice cream mix and you're not losing the alcohol content in right, the finished right. product. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool too. At this point, was it more of just like a passion project for you wanting to make this delicious ice cream or were you already starting to think about how to make it a business? Um, I definitely, I, I mean, in some way, I thought it was a cool concept that could be a business, um, mm -hmm. but I was kind of more just messing around and wasn't really sure what I wanted to do next, I was kind of knew I didn't want to work, um, you know, doing just solely the marketing for wine and spirits anymore. And at that time, I actually left that job and went back to to business school at NYU. So I was kind of just sort of messing around on the side, and really started the business as a hobby. And then from there started to do a lot of like one off catering jobs with the ice cream. Got it. Okay. I kind of love that that works out. Like the best origin stories are like, I was just doing this and it was kind of fun. And then I made some money off of it. And here we are. Now I know. I'm on a podcast. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of fun and I really did fall into it. And I think if I <laughs> had planned it, you know, it might not have worked out in the same way. And I also might have been a little bit scared <laughs> to start something. Yeah, else. for sure. Well, so I know you mentioned that you started as solely a catering type of initiative and then turned into wholesale, now brick and mortar, now there's a cookbook, all of these things. I guess I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you got the word out. I mean, we know there's a lot of viral videos about Tipsy Scoop in general. So did social really play a role in the success of the business? What was that launch like for you? Yeah, totally. So it's a really cool story. So we were really just doing catering and I eventually graduated from my home kitchen to um, a kitchen incubator space, which is called Hot Bread Kitchen, which is um, a great incubator um, up in East Harlem, a great place for businesses to start if they just want to sort of rent kitchen space before committing to their own space. Um, so we started making ice cream there, um, word sort of got out through these bigger catering clients, which a lot of them, um, you know, were brands from Burton snowboards to like Chambord liqueur, like all sorts oh. of different industries. So, um, really connected with some great people there. Um, and from there started getting approached by, um, you know, media companies like Insider and BuzzFeed about, you know, doing sort of behind the scenes videos of the making of the ice cream. You know, we got some great shots of like full liquor bottles being poured into the <laughs> ice cream machine, which was like a great visual because it's like, oh, yeah. it's boozy ice cream. Like, what does that mean? You know, is there actual booze in it? So 
Um, that was really cool. And I think the first video went viral and this was like in 2015 or 16. Um, and that meant like it got 10 million views in like two days. Wow. And like our emails were swamped. Like we didn't even have like a business phone. Like it was just like people calling my cell phone. Like we had no address listed, but like somehow people <laughs> found out where we were. And I'm not kidding, like showed up to what looks like a big warehouse in East Harlem, mm -hmm. like looking for the ice cream shop that they had seen on the internet. And we're like, we don't have one. Like, this is what we do. We sell pints, right. we do catering. People started telling their friends and like, it didn't stop. So it was just like crazy. And we had no idea that this video would explode in the way it did. How did you scale it from there? Like, what was your next step after this happened? Luckily, the same building had an open kitchen. So we moved into our own kitchen, sort of expected there to be some sort of tapering off of customers coming because mm, this right. was such a weird experience. You know, it wasn't like a cute ice cream shop they were coming to. It was literally a warehouse. So that didn't really stop. And, you know, I really didn't want to do brick and mortar. I wanted to do catering. I wanted to get into some wholesale accounts. I didn't really want the responsibility of that, which it is mm -hmm. like a whole different game. Um, right. So, you know, people kept showing up and we just knew that there was the demand there to open a shop. So from there, we started looking for our our first you know brick and mortar I think one of the things that I love and it's just it's kind of the charm of the commitment to being this boozy ice cream mm -hmm. because you know there's ice cream that has like whiskey swirl flavor <laughs> or whatever but I Jen and I went to Tipsy Scoop a couple of years ago and it feels kind of like a bar like you get that little experience of that commitment to what the brand is isn't it don't you call it a barler yes it is called a barler yeah so um one reason it, it just became really important to open that first store because you know, even though there was some like novelty to coming to this sort of like behind the scenes production facility, we really wanted to be able to like curate that experience a little bit more mm -hmm. for people. We wanted mm -hmm. them to be able to have access to our full menu of flavors, not just what we were making that day. And one of the, you know, biggest selling items at our barlers are our boozy ice cream flights, which are you know, mm -hmm. like yep. flights of four, ice cream served in shot glasses rimmed with rainbow sprinkles. It's exactly what we had. When yeah, we that's perfect. <laughs> it's like the perfect Instagram moment. You could get like a dark chocolate yeah. whiskey, salted caramel, mango margarita sorbet, cake batter vodka ice cream, you know, like anything you want in there. And you get sort of that experience of tasting the ice cream in a similar way to tasting whiskey at a distillery or, you know, beer mm -hmm. at a brewery so I'm glad you brought up the Instagram I, moment you took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> like because I was also thinking of that quote the camera eats first like yeah. it's all that type of thing but go oh, ahead yeah. go ahead well I'm just thinking about I mean there are like businesses that are fueled sometimes by these food right, trends I'm thinking right. about like the black tap milkshakes where you see it all over your social feed or the museum of ice cream I'm curious what your take is on these food trends that kind of keep getting more and more over the top. Yeah. In a it, good way. It's good crazy. Way. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I feel like we were kind of like an accidental like Instagram brand, <laughs> like yeah. meaning and, you know, people would show up from the very beginning and like get that picture of their flight. And then it's uh -huh. like, 
you know it's going to melt. Like, are you going to eat it or are you just going to take pictures of it? <laughs> so we definitely have a few items on our menu, like some over-the-top sundaes sometimes that, you know, are for those people that are, like, looking for something delicious to eat but also really interested in that, like, shareable moment. Um, so, right. I mean, it's really just, like, a part of our culture at this point and really important for brands to be thinking about because, you know, whether you're open just for pickup or delivery or, uh, you know, in-person brick and mortar experience, like if you, if you create a shareable moment, then Mm -hmm. like that is like all the PR and marketing you need because everybody's feeds, you know, all day are, showing up with what they got at Tipsy Scoop or what they had delivered from Tipsy Scoop or what was shipped to them, you know, on the West Coast. So it's, it's really cool if you can, if you can create something that people want to share, because then your marketing kind of plays out in its own way. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, and having those moments that people share on their own without even you asking them to, like we work with a ton of our brands curating all their user-generated content when people are tagging them. And um, even just looking through Tipsy Scoop's social channels, we can see all this amazing photography that I'm willing to guess a ton of it comes from your customers themselves. Is that correct? Totally. Yeah. And we're, you know, we take our own pictures sometimes too, but we always get inspired by, you know, the pictures that our customers are taking and always try to repost um, those as well. And especially now um, as we're not like as face to face with our customers, being able Mm -hmm. to communicate on our social platforms has been huge. And we have like full blown conversations with our customers on DM. It gets like (laughs) really hard to keep track of, but like it's (laughs) it's an amazing dialogue and it's just like so cool that we're able to do that now. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about was those little flags that you put on top of the Sundays that have hashtags on them. Was that an intentional social type of initiative or was that just, you know, hey, we're going to throw this cute thing on the top of the Sunday and maybe people will use it as a hashtag? I'm so glad you asked about that because my mom invented our hashtag flags. <gasps> and <laughs> um, so That's was, so cute. Yeah, so it was just kind of her idea. Like she was like, you need something, you know, Know, to put on top of every yeah. scoop like when you open and this is like when we first opened and I think she had made like 1500 flags for the first day like she handmade them and wow. um they were gone like by the second day and she was like what do you mean I made so many of them now I have to cut <laughs> the paper and order the you know little uh, flags again so um it was funny but it, it was a really great idea and people just like Love those flags. We include those in like all of our delivery orders now too. So cute. I think Michelle touched on a really good idea where you're asking and trying to curate user-generated content all the time, but it's hard without a physical experience to get people to like see what the hashtag is or see what other people are posting. So it's almost just like an intuitive way to almost predict that would be happening to get the name out there in a much more efficient way. Like if people are taking a photo of it, might as well just throw a hashtag on there and see if they use it. You know, (laughs) I just, I I kind of love that. I was actually just going to ask you about how you're adapting to COVID with different arms of the business. Um, Our uh, VP content, Heather, her and her husband own a restaurant and they have been serving Tipsy Scoop cocktails 
um, for takeout. So I'm curious to hear how you are adapting to this time. Yeah. Um, so obviously when this all first started, we weren't exactly sure how everything was going to play out, but we pretty quickly jumped on um, these weekly virtual ice cream cocktail parties that we've been having um, sort of every Friday since we started. So um, I saw know. there was one with the Rose Mansion. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> so fun. I love Rose Mansion. I can't wait for them to reopen too. <laughs> so that was a really cool one. But um, yeah, I mean, the SLA passed a law allowing to go cocktails. So we sort of came up with this kid idea um, pretty early on and have been doing different themes every week. So each week, um, people make two boozy ice cream cocktails with us. The kits include all the booze, boozy ice cream, garnishes, candy. They need to make those cocktails. Um, and then they can tune in to like an Instagram live where we have different guests come in, um, whether it be from the liquor brand or a glassware line or party supplies oh, cool. um, and sort of talk about how to make the cocktails because I feel like everybody's like becoming their own mixologist right now too which is awesome um it's so fun yeah so that's been really fun and then you know um we've sort of identified um or been approached by different wholesale accounts like beginnings um in atlantic beach um that sort of are expanding upon their own takeout menu so Mm -hmm. whereas dessert might not have been you know, something that was important or for them to focus on in the past, like there's so many different um, options for like to-go pints or ice cream sandwiches or cocktails to go. And I think, you know, everybody really wants dessert right now, (laughs) especially ice cream (laughs) as it gets hotter out. Yep. So true. I have your Instagram bio up. (laughs) Nobody cares about my personal brand. I'm curious about your approach to your own social channels after hearing, you know, so much about Tipsy Scoop and how it's fueled by these social handles and all the fans. Yeah. So it's so funny because so I have like my personal Instagram. I created an Instagram for my son who's two. So he obviously can't (laughs) do anything himself. I'm sure he'll get mad at me when he gets older about it. But um, and then I have like a cocktail Instagram where I post pictures of cocktails that I like and then tipsy scoop. So I feel like I have like multiple personalities all the time and like all these (laughs) different personas that I just sort of run through. Um, but yeah, I mean, personally, I just sort of use my Instagram for like fun family friend Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and then the tipsy scoop Instagram is just always sort of like a fun way to like feel out our audience too and our customers and see what they respond to. Like sometimes I'll post something and I'll be like, oh, it's not going to get any likes. And then it like is crazy. And then <laughs> I'll think something's really cool and like maybe it's not. So it's it's just a really good testing ground too. Yeah. Well, one thing I do want to know about your personal brand is what is your favorite <laughs> tipsy scoop flavor? Okay. So my favorite flavor like that I can't, if it's in front of me, I can't not taste it. And everybody's like, don't you eat ice cream all the time? And I'm like, no, I want <laughs> salty things because I'm around sweet things yes. all the time. Um, but the cake batter vodka martini is um, cake flavored vodka and amaretto and white chocolate liqueur. Ooh. And I'm obsessed with amaretto. And I just, every time I try it, I'm like, 
okay, that's so good. I, I just forget. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. I'm really glad you said I love amaretto because I feel like my friends make fun of me for really? being so much older than I actually am because that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> oh I my love gosh. that. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> Melissa, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you, guys. This was so fun. This is awesome. Next time we'll have ice cream and um, chat in person. Okay, Jen. I know I'm usually the one who says I don't want dessert. Oh, my God. Are you about to say that you want ice cream? I really want ice cream after that. (laughs) It's funny because you didn't see me take a spoonful from the freezer earlier before this interview. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, this is the only way that I'm going to be able to get into the headspace to interview Melissa. Well, I'm going to have a scoop to get out of the headspace. (laughs) (laughs) What did you learn? I loved what Melissa was saying about creating a shareable moment. Uh, The word moment in the way she used it, the Instagram moment, really resonated with me. I think that the biggest thing, though, is that it's not forced. Like, they're not going out yelling, take photos of this, share this. Right. It's just something that's cute, fun, delicious. Want to put it on your feed. I have a lot of accounts to recommend this week. Do you really? Yeah. Normally, we plan this segment together, so I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Well, so I saw something on TikTok this morning, Uh which is interesting that I now... I decided to follow this account. Normally, I'm just scrolling through the For You page, but this one made me want to follow along, and I'll tell you why. By all means. So let me grab my phone. Okay, so here he is. It's at S-A-B-B-I-L-Y-O-N. Sabby Lion. No? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how you pronounce it, but here he is. This video um, right now has 1.7 million views, by the way. The plan is Starting tomorrow, me and my brother are going down the West Coast, stopping at all major cities along the way. In those cities, we're going to spend one whole day using food delivery apps to make as much money as possible. And the next day, we're going to explore those cities, only using the money we made from the day of driving and documenting everything along the way. Can't spend more, can't spend less. By the end, seeing if we can't reimagine the way people can travel. Make sure to like and follow to join us Hmm. on this journey. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, he started four days ago, or that video was posted four days ago. I saw the Seattle edition and the Portland edition. Very cool. But it's just, I think it's interesting making it feel a little bit more like a YouTube. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole content series right. on one page. Right. Fascinating. So looking I, forward to seeing where he and his brother get ice cream along the West Coast. <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. Yeah, we'll see how he celebrates National Ice Cream Day. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you next week. All the social ladies, 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 all the social ladies. Now put your phones up.